The Devil's Advocates Radio Show is broadcast under a time brokerage agreement between Devil Radio and Civic Media Inc. Some portions of this program may be pre recorded. Warning You're about to listen to the greatest radio show ever. And due to contractual obligations and to shield our airwaves and corporate licensees from any semblance of liability, responsibility, and gullibility, we must tell you the views represented on this show are not necessarily those of this station or its management. This radio show contains differing points of view on current political topics, and due to the nature of its contents, it should be heard by everyone. Thank you for listening. Now live from the Civic Media Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, where the political party is just beginning, welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Friends proving it's never personal, only politics. Please allow me to introduce myself. And now, here's your hosts, Dom and Crute. Welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, a Take It Back Tuesday edition, Dom. Welcome to it, my little buddy. Good to see you, Crudy Nate. Welcome back to the board, my friend, and of course, our fair audience. Thank you. Coming to the political party. It's going to be a fun day. Tom, there's some strategy going on in our backyard. The Tony Evers maps. The Republicans are trying to force feed them the Tony Evers. <laughs> and here's what Tony said last week. Of course, we know the you, uh, pardon me, the Wisconsin Supreme Court has made a ruling that the current maps, they're unfair, unconstitutional must have new maps. And what they say, either you legislators and you, Governor Evers, go work it out or we'll have the consultants do so for you. And they're right. well on their way, Dom. And the ruling seemingly favorable to the Democratic Party and those that would like small-D democracy, you know, basically all of us, because we might get fair representation. But these Republicans, man, they're not going down without a fight, Dom. And they've got a very strategic attempt to force feed Tony Evers, throwing his own words back in his face. So what did Tony say last week about the maps that they threatened to send him? Because, you know, they had claimed they were sending Tony his maps last time, only they weren't. They had moved some stuff around and they'd made sure some of their own legislative colleagues, let's just say, were protected from, you know, democracy. So anyways... Last week, Tony said, if, when questioned, whether he would sign legislative maps, redistrict maps, if the Republicans passed his maps, precisely his maps. Here's what he said. Why not? However, the governor seemed skeptical he would have that opportunity. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. They said that last time, and it wasn't my maps. So we'll see what happens. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, Dom. It's not cold out, but did, did hell freeze over? Did these Republicans do exactly what Tony Evers had proposed? Did they pass it through both chambers? Are they trying to force feed Tony back his own map and his own words? It seems to be the case. Crudy Mollybeck reporting at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. The Republican-controlled state legislature passed a new plan Tuesday to redraw the state's legislative boundaries, a map drawn by Democratic Governor Tony Evers has already promised to sign it into law. I don't hear a promise. GOP lawmakers put forward Evers' map this week in response to a December order by the Wisconsin Supreme Court to redraw the state's legislative districts, arguing the current Republican-drawn maps are unconstitutional and unfairly gives GOP lawmakers an advantage. 
It was the second time in a month GOP leaders have put forward a map uh, as the court considers submissions from various groups, including plans that would give Democrats a greater chance of holding a majority of the state Senate. Five Senate Republicans voted against the plan, and just two Democrats, one in each house, voted for the plan. State Senator Mark Spritzer, a Democrat from Beloit, argued the plan should be reviewed further by a Senate committee. He speculated it helped, actually helped, Crudy, Assembly Speaker Rob DeVos in a recall effort against him because the bill does not implement the map until fall. So that's a little different, Tom, because Tony's maps would go into effect as soon as he signed them, right? But this newest proposition protects their legislative leader for at least one more session, Dom, gives special protection to Boss Voss. Seems a little corrupt, you know, all things uh, considered. Pretty, if I were the governor, I would veto these bills. Hell no. Veto it, Tony. Veto it. How are you going to go back on your promise, Tony? You promised. Promise. Promise, shmamis. Come on. What are we talking about here? What are we talking about? Let, 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 me, let me break it down for you, Crudy. This is the way I look at this situation. Legislation and proposals and bills like this are presented in the environment and the circumstances in which they are created. The environment and the circumstances have changed dramatically since Tony Evers submitted these maps initially. Since last week? When Tony said no, he would accept the map initially, when he initially these oh, were his original initially, map, right? Okay, initially, right? Trying to follow Trying, your logic. Things have changed. Things have changed, and they have changed so much that the Republicans who rejected these maps outright mocked them. Right? They are now. Oh, oh, we're going to change their mind. Well, why are they changing their mind? Because they know the situation has changed, Governor Evers. The situation has changed. I would veto those maps and let the consultants of the Wisconsin Supreme Court come up with even better, more representative maps. How are you sure? If, if the Republicans can change their mind, so can Tony Evers. Okay, you very fickle fellow you. I'm down with you changing your mind. But how does the governor go back on his aforementioned statement that he would sign these maps? He said it last week. You and Tony, you got to take yes for an answer, do you not? I'll believe it when I see it. Well, he didn't well, say yes. We'll see what happens. Why not? That's a question mark, not a commitment. I believe it when I see it. Well, the time frames has changed. It wouldn't immediately go into effect. And again, last time they said it, was, it wasn't my maps. I'll believe it when I see it. I have to reiterate, the, the political and reality has changed. Political circumstances and reality has changed. And it has changed so much that the, Republic the Republicans decided to change their mind. Well, why would they change their mind, Crude? Why is it okay for the Republicans to all of a sudden acknowledge and accept these maps, but Tony Evers has to co commit and stay on these maps? Hells to the no, baby. New information has come to light, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's what I would say. It would be a glorious victory for small D democracy. You're hoping for a what? minuscule, more glorious victory for small D democracy. If we are to believe that our governor is in it for the fair maps aspect, and these are the fair maps that he submitted, and he has bent the Republican-led legislature to his will in all things except the implementation date, which really is just about Robin Voss holding off a Yahoo recall uh, effort. So let's assume we go along with the timing and you know, the special protections offered to Boss Voss. 
Set that aside for just a minute, Don. What else would be objectionable about these maps? You want a greater, what, a greater advantage for the Democratic Party? I didn't think it was about that. If we are truly want, in it for the fair maps. I would suggest that perhaps these maps are not as fair as they could be. As because fair, again, these were initially offered by Governor Evers under the political and legal circumstances at the time. And those times have changed. Didn't he do this for, for what? Least change maps? Least change? Least change of what? The least change of unconstitutional maps. The Republicans know this. Tony Evers, don't buy into it. Stand up, man. If you got to go back in your why not from last week, they, it doesn't matter. They're going to rip on you no matter what you do. If you think that we can get more fair maps by not accepting the maps that you drew and the political and legal circumstances at the time a year ago or whenever it was, then you hold your ground and get fairer maps, more fair maps. That's why, Crudy. He was working off an unconstitutional basis to begin with, man. What, what do you call it? Fruit from the poison tree? Something like that? I don't know. Veto them, Tony. Now you're just sounding like a strident partisan. Are we clear that these are the maps from last year? Are these Tony's newest map submissions? I mean, I know you're you're out there, and I don't see it clarified in the reporting, so I don't want to make an opinion one way or the other, but you are stating it as if there's a clear representation that these are the maps submitted before the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled. Let's not That's forget the governor Correct. also submitted maps after the ruling because the Wisconsin Supreme Court asked people for their maps now, right? And then dismissed Will's maps and the Republican legislative maps and accepted Evers as one of the possible combinations of maps. I am less clear and, and less stridently partisan than you in this rare occasion, Dom, in the belief, <laughs> nothing to do with partisanship. In the belief that this is the map from, let's say, pre-ruling. Of course, Tony would be dismissive of a map from last year. You're right. The ground rules have changed. But what if this is Tony's recently submitted map? Not a least change map. Not a satisfy the Wisconsin Supreme Court under a conservative block yeah, map. If this, were Tony, if this is what he submitted last month, sure. But that's not my impression. It might be. And I would, I would, if that's the case, I would correct the record and say, well, okay, go ahead. And he submitted these last month, fine. But that's not my impression based on what I'm reading here. But it could be. Then, then it would be acceptable. Then you could declare victory and accept a yes for a yes. Yes, because then he made those maps and come up, came up with these maps under the current circumstances, uh, political and legal circumstances in which we are in. To hold someone to that kind of standard when circumstances have changed to the degree that they have. Uh, from the first time they went around this, first time, you know, the most recent, not the most recent, the time before, before uh, the, the change in the Wisconsin Supreme Court, before the U.S. Supreme Court threw it back. Well, let me point out, your your suggestion still offers peril to the governor and small-D democracy in this state, Dan, because if Tony vetoes, well, then, what, the Wisconsin Supreme Court maps will be enacted in some way, shape, or form. Voss is already threatened his appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court, and we have no idea how that court will act, although we certainly think this is based on state court issues, state constitutional issues, like con uh, contiguousness. I'm going to think how to speak on the radio again. Contiguousness, that was the issue 
But we don't have any guarantee, Dom, that if Tony vetoed these maps, the Wisconsin Supreme Court enacted their own maps, they get appealed up to the U.S. Supreme Court. Hell, you don't know, man. Last time they got kicked back, right, to the least change maps. The Tony Evers maps got overruled last year, last time through, by the U.S. Supreme Court. So you still leave peril in your strident part- partisanship uh-huh. and your bad advice. Cody. You, you take you take chances, you take risks, you move forward, you do what you can. And you're right. I mean, if that's the case, but would you submit, Crudy, would you agree that if these maps were the ones that were kicked, rejected by the U.S. Supreme Court, that those should not be the ones he accepts? Oh, man, I'm offering no strong opinions these days. People hate <laughs> yeah. me today, at least yesterday. <laughs> we're going to move past that, though. <laughs> Crudy's always going to be the reasonable one. I here forward. <laughs> I promise. It's a new leaf. More devils. The devil's advocates may not agree on much, but funny is funny. And we're back from the 420 break. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. Going to go to the phones here momentarily. Be patient. 844-967-2789. Scott Bauer from the AP also reporting on this. Hell, this is news all over the place. Uh, Here's what Bauer reports. Of course, we know that the GOP legislature passed these maps that were proposed by Governor Tony Both the Assembly and the Senate have now passed the supposed Evers maps. A move designed to prevent the liberal-controlled state Supreme Court from implementing maps that might be even worse for Republicans. Republicans conceded defeat, while Democrats said they were afraid of being tricked. (laughs) Here's a quote. And this is why, you know, you got you got to take it for what it's worth, folks. Republican Assembly Speaker Robin Voss said this. It pains me to say it, but Governor Evers gets a huge win today. The legislature will be up for grabs. Wait a minute. Now, then think about this for a second. So is the Assembly Speaker acknowledging and recognizing that these maps were gerrymandered to the nth degree was it better it candidates just- better ideas <laughs> they steal your thunder salvia sorry oh, man man you know what i'm saying this is what i'm talking about so in his acknowledgement it pays me to say it but evers gets a win so what evers gets a win because we have fairer maps and the legislature will be up for grabs because we have more fair maps come on uh the assembly and senate passed in quick succession today Sending it to Evers last week, he promised to sign it, uh, yada, yada, yada. He did not return a call for today. Does uh, it Republican- clarify in the Bauer article whether these are the new submission maps from Evers post-Wisconsin Supreme Court, or are these the prior maps, the least change maps, that, of course, we could all understand if Evers were to veto maps that came through the old process, because he'd be hemmed in by the same unconstitutional maps as a start point, and they would still have the contiguous unconstitutional issue, Dom. So I think you're wrong, man. I think these are the new Evers maps, or they wouldn't meet the baseline standard. He couldn't just sign off on unconstitutional maps from last year. They would still not pass the muster if they weren't. They didn't meet the standard of contiguousness, right? These have to be new maps. I am not seeing it specifically yet, but we have some callers, so let's get to it. Maybe we can get some clarity on that issue. 844-967-2789. Walt from South Minneapolis. Welcome, Walt. You're first today. What do you got for us? Hey, Walt. 
Uh, hi. Uh, first, I want to say thank you and keep on keeping on. And then second, I want to say in the interest of political correctness that uh, last week I heard about a partly gentleman taxicab driver in, um, in Vegas referred to as having a pot belly. And with all due respect to the uh, socialist uh, tradition in Milwaukee with good city parks and good beer, I do want to mention that my dad in the 1950s advised me that the proper term for potbelly was Milwaukee Alderman. Can you dig it? <laughs> I got quite a Milwaukee Alderman going right now, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> Could I make up a story like that? No. <laughs> no, that's a well-told story, Walt. Uh <laughs> Appreciate it, my friend. Thank you for listening. KTNF, 9.50 a.m., the progressive voice of Minneapolis and the entire state of Minnesota. Are we getting up there this year, Curdy? Was it like- I, I talked about Super uh, Tuesday. I'm right, always a right. yes, man. You know, I'm. Uh, are we going <laughs> I'm, traveling? I'm trying to get to yes. I'm the, trying to get to yes, Walt. Thanks for the call, man. Stand you by. and we'll Tony Evers, to- you won't take yes for an answer. <laughs> Walt, hope to see you up in Minneapolis sometime soon. Thanks for the call, man. 844-967-2789. Stephen from Green Bay, you are next. Welcome, Stephen. What do you got for us? Hey, Stephen. Hey guys. Hello, um, Stephen. There you usually, are. Usually, yeah, hello. Usually, um, when I call the show, um, I I am in agreement with both hosts. But this time around, did Crudy did Crudy come on 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 and say he's reasonable? Today I'm being reasonable. <laughs> it's a new stance for oh, me. Today you're being re- <laughs> subject to change at a future important. time. <laughs> no warning could change at any minute, Stephen. But. For now, yes, for this I, moment, I, 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 yeah, of being the, yeah. I'm okay. the reasonable one. With that being said, um, as far as the Republicans passing the maps, um, I said this earlier today. I will reiterate it again today. Um, something smells a little stinky when it comes to this. I don't trust Republicans when they pass anything um, that has to do with forwarding uh, democracy. And I'm not ready to jump on the celebration train because I think that there are some trickery of some uh, Republican sleeves. Um, not gonna not gonna mention any names, but he does like making popcorn, um, and um, I will leave it at that. It's like you're once right. bitten, twice shy. <laughs> it's like maybe it's the fact we've never heard any of these Republicans concede defeat ever, right? And if you say, oh, Crudy, you're wrong, I'll just point to the election of 2020. They're still, still arguing about who won in 2020, right? So they've never conceded defeat. I can understand when Robin Voss comes out today and says, Tony Evers won. You got to look around. You got to (laughs) figure this is some sort of whack-a-mole game. Uh, And I'm the ball. That's what I'm saying. 844-967-2789. 844-967-2789. Matt from Johnson's Creek. Welcome, Matt. What are your thoughts today? Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. I just don't want this to be another scenario where the Democrats play by rules that are not being enforced on either side, right? After two Supreme Court nominations that we lost out on, after various uh, times where we hold up a standard only to watch the other guy just kind of do whatever they want. If it's not in the best interest of uh, the governor to sign it, and if he thinks it's only going to hurt, you know, if, if, 
if all we're worried about is he has a little egg on his face or they claim that he went back on his word, like, so what? Right? Don't snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. Or don't, excuse me, don't snatch defeat. No, you had it right the first time, Matt. You had it right the first time. I mean, whether or not you would be a little leery of Robin Voss, and of course we all would be, but this is effectively a victory for small D democracy, if I understand which map has indeed been passed and soon will hit Tony's desk. If this is Tony's submission to the Wisconsin Supreme Court and they say, yes, we'll take it, and there's no chance of appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court, I think you got to say yes to this, Tony. I think you have to accept these terms, declare victory, not just for the Democratic Party. It's a victory for Wisconsin. It's a victory for we the people. You know, I don't care if the Dems get a slighter, greater electoral advantage through one of the other Dem-supported maps. I don't care about that. I just want a fair fight. I just want to see democracy in action. It's been a long time. My eyes are getting a little blurry looking for it. Thank you for the call, Matt. Uh, A quote here, uh, PBS, quoting State Senator Van Wangard. Republicans were not stuck between a rock and a hard place. It was a matter of choosing to be stabbed, shot, poisoned, or led to the guillotine. We chose to be stabbed, but we can live to fight another day. And Voss, of course, I've said from the very beginning that I think we can win under the maps presented because we have better candidates, a better message, and the ability to have hardworking people explain across the state why having Republicans in charge of the legislature is best for Wisconsin. In other words, the right-wing talk radio infrastructure, that still exists. I'll take my chances with your better candidates and better ideas. A fair (laughs) fight, that's all I'm looking for, Robin Voss. I'll whoop your ass in a battle of ideas. I feel quite confident. Coming back, the implication of Jim Troopas. I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for those meddling devil's advocates. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, a Take It Back Tuesday edition. The legislative Republicans have presented our governor with his own maps and his own words. And now the question is, do you trust Robin Voss? Do you believe no. <laughs> that these Republicans are well-intentioned? You know, I know, a little once bitten, twice shy, all that kind of stuff. But if these indeed are the EVER-submitted maps post-Wisconsin Supreme Court decision, which it is my strong, it is my strong uh, intuition they are, Don, because the prior maps would not have met the standard of contiguousness, which is the whole rationale the Wisconsin Supreme Court used to overturn the maps, right? So you can't yeah. bring back the least change, non-contiguous maps. That would not be an acceptable remedy. So one must assume the only caveat, the only kicker, is they don't want Robin Voss to have to live through a recall. I could live with that because that means Robin Voss would still be subject to a partisan primary and a general election on new maps this fall. I mean, I don't need to see the apple cart screwed up that badly. I'll take my chances with better ideas and better candidates, Tom. 
844-967-2789. My only other question, though, and I asked this one of Nate during the commercial break, Nate lightly screening your calls. Um, I wonder if this would affect the Elias lawsuit. Mark Elias uh, put forth a lawsuit on the constitutionality of the congressional maps. After the Wisconsin Supreme Court had ruled on the state maps, they said, let's look at the congressional maps to boot. Well, one must presume, Dom, these Republican-approved maps don't address that. So if the lawsuit's over, does that squelch the current efforts by Mark Elias and his group? Are we stuck with the current congressional maps? Would they have to restart, start over at district court level round one? Mm. Yeah, good point. I don't have answers, but I have good points to make. <laughs> yeah, I got lots of questions, and now you're going to hear about it. Uh, let's get to the lines, 844-967-2789. Sharky from Racine. Welcome, Sharky. What do you got? Hey, Sharky. Hey, guys. Nice show here. But I'm looking at this. I'm listening to uh, Mr. Water Carrier, the machine gun wand guard, for basically carrying water for Mr. Popcorn Colonel um, a PPP. So uh, it's a big mess and a big uh, soup. But your term about the fruits of the poison tree doctrine is what you were looking for. So I looked that up, and I'm not the smartest little uh, nut on the ground, but I tell you what, that, that's a good that's a good analogy. I well. I disagree. <laughs> there, there's I no mean, poison Sharky, tree thanks. here. There's no I poison mean, it, tree. I, There's no illegal search and seizure. Generally, this would be when when police or someone uh, go search something without a warrant, and they've collected evidence uh, in a in a fashion that is not constitutional and really has zero to do with these maps. No offense to you or Dom's analogy, no, but uh, it's sorry, a bad don't, one. Don't worry about I, I, I just, reasonable crudy over word. here. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 we're talking about maps and. and I'm sorry to interrupt, uh, Sharky, but I, I I do agree, Crudy. We're probably talking about the new maps that Evers submitted along with a bunch of other Republicans, uh, that which would be post uh, my concern of the, these older, least changed maps that were un found to be unconstitutional. But in that context, I mean, we're talking about a result from something that was bogus. And in that sense, Sharky, yeah, fruit from the poison tree. Sure. I, I'm going to stick to it, man. <laughs> well, thank you very much, guys. Keep hitting it, man. Out of the park. Out of the park. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. 844 967 2789. I got an apple for you, Dom. Me and the yeah. me and the snake do. Uh Mike from Menominee Falls. Welcome, Michael. What do you got for us? Hi, Mike. Hey guys. Hey guys. Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm actually a first time caller. Uh wanted to push back a little bit on this Senate bill. Uh wanted to know what your opinions are on it. I get it that uh you guys are of the Democratic persuasion. I am not. Just want to see your point of view uh, and get your take on this. Uh, why is Ukraine's border more important than ours is my first question when we're dealing with a literal invasion at our southern border. Second question is, why are we calling for a ceasefire in Hamas and Gaza from our Democratic colleagues in the House and the Senate? And we are not calling for any sort of ceasefire between Ukraine and Russia and trying to mitigate that issue. But it's okay to keep sending billions and billions of our taxpayer dollars to them. Uh, and third and final question is, 
do any other countries tax their citizens and send it to the United States? Or is it just us that make those stupid decisions? Well, that one I might agree with you, Michael. I'm not sure that I'm a big believer in all the foreign aid that we give out. Um, Damn, there was a lot of questions in there. What was the first one? Uh, Ukrainian border versus our southern border. Here, I, I think it's a bad analogy, sir. Because when you talk about we're literally under invasion. No, we're not. We have asylum laws. You can call it an open borders policy. You can chastise and besmear the Biden administration over their border policy. But that's different than tanks coming across the border. That's an invasion, sir. When the Russian tanks start rolling over, when it's red dawn out there on the streets, then we're under invasion. So what we have is we have an immigration problem that could be solved if Republicans actually went along with their own bipartisan plan. If the former president didn't want to kill the plan, to blame it on Joe Biden. Now, in terms of giving aid and seeking a ceasefire, are we supposed to encourage the the country that's under invasion to roll over and play dead and allow the Russians to continue taking their children, raping their women, killing them, invading their sovereign land? Because I would have a hard time seeing the rationale for a ceasefire, at least from the Ukrainians' point of view. Now, if the Russians are willing to withdraw to their own region, get the hell out of Ukraine, stop being an aggressor, then we could have something to talk about. And finally, whether or not we should fund other countries' endeavors, well, somewhere along the line, I think we stopped to start ignoring, I thought it was the Monroe Doctrine, you know, we're just going to take care of ourselves. But we have become the police force for the world, and you know that, Mike. And we have tried to offer moral clarity in the world, although it's somewhat murky over here, our own morals sometimes, right? But you can't tell me that people coming up from southern uh, Mexico or Central America or people trying to immigrate under Wisconsin, uh, pardon me, U.S. immigration laws, whether or not you agree with them, they're not coming armed across the border. This is not an invasion, sir. Nothing like it. I'm going to put you down with the bad analogy column with Dom and the prior guy. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Mike. Appreciate you listening. 844-967-2789. Mark from the sack. You're up. Yeah. Hey, Mark, what do you got for us? Yeah, well, it, it's, I, I caution Trudy. It's not once bitten. It's how many times have they bitten Pony Evers? I mean, they bit Pony Evers before he even, even took office. You know, the Republican Party did and. And uh, Scott Walker signing off on when they restricted. Oh, the you're gonna, you're still holding Tony. the lame duck against the mark. That was I'm so long ago. <laughs> I'm gonna hold that against them forever because they're still using it in practice. And if, and if they put in, if it's completely agreed upon, they are not. This is, these are not the same maps as before that the governor sub- submitted before. And if there is a guaranteed ironclad thing that a death penalty for all Republicans, if they try bringing this to the U.S. Supreme Court. Maybe I'll go along with it because I just don't trust the chicanery of these Republicans at all. None of the nothing that they have done in their career in their in their lives at, at this point in time when they've been serving has shown me that they they are trustworthy at all. Robin Boss can't even keep his marriage oaths and any of his marriages straight. So I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to trust him on this. No, the third well, wife it, seems it, very charming, Michelle. Hey, third time's a charm. Sometimes. Uh, thank you for the call, Mark. And that is. Uh, you know how PTSD are we? You know when 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 it looks like when 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 Vanguard and, and Boss admit, hey, you, you 
you guys really won this one. Yeah, we got stabbed on this one. And like first thing, first reaction is like, wait a minute, what did we miss? <laughs> you know what I mean? What 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 what's screwed up on those maps? Something's not right because there's no way that they just they just don't roll over. Now they haven't rolled over. They've submitted all sorts of things that Tony Evers has, you know, ultimately vetoed, but they they've come to this. And why have the Republicans come to this point? Because they know whatever comes out, the Wisconsin Supreme Court could be more detrimental to them at the same time being more fair and representative for Wisconsinites. So I'm not looking at this as a partisan thing. Now, granted, if these are the new maps that Tony submitted a month ago, kind of hard to argue the point, right? But you've been doing it for like 30 minutes so far, but please if, continue. Uh, if, if, he, if he thinks he could get a better deal, if he thinks he could get more fair maps through the process of the Wisconsin Supreme Court, then knock yourself out, Tony. I support you. Always double down on 11, Tony. 844-967-2789. Dom, I mentioned there's some new stunning reporting out today, Talking Points Memo. I want to get this out here because uh, this affects the great state of Wisconsin. We are talking to our neighbors here, Dom, in this Talking Points Memo article, The Ideas Man, talking about cheese bro. A lot of this coverage involves Wisconsin. New coverage today, Josh Kavinsky at Talking Points Memo. Some of the most radical legal theories which animated Donald Trump's 2020 coup attempt filtered in from a once obscure Wisconsin attorney. Kenneth Cheesebro, an appellate lawyer and former acolyte of Harvard Law Professor Larry Tribe, wound up as the ideas man for the Trump campaign's last, most desperate gasp at power in the late 2020 and early 21 a trove of documents. There's new evidence, them obtained by TPM Talking Points Memo Shows. He was the architect of the fake electors plan, and emails, text, and memos reveal played a critical role in developing the idea that Mike Pence had the power to gum up Congress on January 6th. That, Cheesebro claimed, would start a chain reaction that could somehow lead to Trump's reinauguration on January 20th. The article shows how some of the most radical ideas now associated with January 6th filtered into the Trump campaign through three people who have been identified as unindicted co-conspirators in the Jack Smith January 6th indictment. They are Cheesebro, law professor John Eastman, and a third figure, Boris Epstein, a longtime Trump surrogate attorney and political consultant who reportedly sent emails matching those sent by a figure described is co-conspirator number six in the Smith <laughs> indictment. And Dom, this all really starts in Wisconsin. I'm going to jump ahead here a little bit uh, into the body of the work. Where are we starting here? Uh, Horatius at the bridge. Cheesebro had entered the Trump campaign's post-election legal maneuvering in November, via a lawsuit challenging the count in his home state of Wisconsin. It all started here. An effort he worked on alongside an old friend of his, a former judge named Jim Troopas. We asked Who's ourselves, Jim Troopas? Yeah, we've asked that question here a few times. A few of our colleagues didn't know once upon a time, Dom. You better know Jim Troopas is at the center of most malfeasance that happens on the Republican side. He spearheaded the Trump recount campaign. And Dom... According to this article in new documents secured by Talking Points Memo, oh man, he is implicated. 
This is new reporting implicating Jim Trupa. So listen closely. An early outline for how leverage might be exerted in January to force Congress to delay Biden's certification in favor of examining claims of voter fraud came via a previously unreported December 8th email to Troopus. It contained a rough sketch of the pressure campaign that came to pass, the Electoral Count Act, which specified Pence's role and the time limits for debate. How unconstitutional and non-binding on Congress, Cheeseboro argued, and meant he theorized that if Republican senators and Pence cooperated, the January 6th election certification vote could be extended for days, perhaps until January 20th, at which point the Senate could resolve the impasse by electing Mike Pence vice president. By contrast, if he has the will to do it, Pence could stand as Horatius at the bridge and help ensure adequate time for debate. Cheeseboro, it started here, Dom. And Jim Troopas, oh, he's implicated. You're going to want to stick around. More Devil's Advocates. You know you like it like this. 844-967-2789. Once bitten, twice shy. Oh, I'm feeling a little shy, Dom. Warning. Listening to the Devil's Advocates may expose you to opposing views. Yeah, thank you for listening. Advocates Radio Show. Love it when you participate. You can do so at 844-967-2789. Dominic, back to the Talking Points Memo, the implication of Jim Troopas. Uh, let me jump back into the body of this work. A quick call with Pence's lawyer. Cheesebro didn't wait long to see how his theory would fare in reality. One day after Cheesebro's mail email to Jim Troopas, December 9th, Boris Epstein asked Troopas if he'd be willing to prepare sample fake elector ballots for Wisconsin. And if he agreed to do the same for six other states, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Arizona, Nevada, and New Mexico. Here's the implicating part, Dom. Troopas said, yes, and forwarded Epstein's email to Cheeseboro. Could he or another Wisconsin attorney do this for the other states? Cheeseboro replied, oh, absolutely. Cheeseboro, three exclamation points. Cheeseboro, yeah, hate to leave out the three explanation very, points. Very so excited about it. I would perceive this to be a criminal conspiracy that we're hearing described in this talking points memo supported by the testimony given by Cheeseboro to the Michigan investigators and also the documents because all the receipts, apparently the the lawyerly Cheeseboro being a lawyer kept all the receipts down, all the conversations, all the emails. So a little bit more. Three years later, Cheeseboro recounted the conversation to Michigan prosecutors during a pro-offer interview. My immediate reaction was, well, I need to see the electoral votes that were cast in 2016, thinking, well, the president of the Senate, that's Pence. I'll reach out to his staff and we'll have copies, Cheeseboro recalled in December of 2023. So I reached out eventually Greg Jacob, who's the key lawyer for Pence, who ended up being in the meetings with Eastman. He and I had a nice discussion, and he explained that actually the president of the Senate in 2016 was Biden. And they were in his papers, and so we don't have them. And it turned out they were online in the archive. Well, isn't that nice, huh? 
microfiche and all that kind of stuff. Cheeseboro added that after that, uh, after that flub, he gently suggested that Pence might decline to open the envelopes. Or Cheeseboro recalled that Pence might skip the states in dispute and then lump them together in the end account to create a critical mass of states that need to be considered separately, even though that would violate the Electoral Count Act. Even though that would violate the Electoral Count Act. Even though this is criminal, what I'm suggesting. I detected no enthusiasm for my criminality, according to Cheesebro, <laughs> from Jacob's response. That's Pence's lawyer. By that time, emails show others on the original Wisconsin team had found the certificates Cheesebro was searching for on the National Archives website. This from 16, right? Three years later, in an interview with the Michigan prosecutors, Cheesebro made his view of Pence clear. Pence wouldn't do anything anyways because his lawyer wouldn't even take the state out of order. So apparently Pence wasn't playing along, but, you know, Jim Troopas, he was down, and Cheeseboro was down, and Boris Epstein, Dom, apparently was feeding it directly back to Trump. Uh, talking points memo. Uh, prolific today, the Cheeseboro docs, Joel Kavinsky, again, uh, this was put out, I'm sorry, this was yesterday, uh, the piece Crudy's referencing now was added today. I want to re uh, refer to a little bit from this yesterday piece. Uh, Cheesebro, again, same attorney, arguing uh, the electoral count was a weapon for Democrats because it would deny Trump and Pence, quote, the opportunity for the presentation of any evidence, for example, live testimony regarding the fraud in the election. Only limited debate would be allowed. Of course, preventing any sustained public inquiry to the election is key for Democrats, he added. After weeks of failure, Chief Bro suggested that in early December, the Trump campaign would need an extra potential 14 days in early January to force serious review in Congress of election fraud in various states. Sure, Chief Bro conceded in the email people would complain, a quote, any effort to extend scrutiny of the election returns past uh, January 6th would be met with the objection of the process of elected the president might not be complete before January 20th, unquote. But there was no need to worry. If the dispute dragged on on January 20th, Nancy Pelosi, upon resigning as speaker, would become the acting president. Unless, of course, the Senate decided to resolve the impasse by electing Pence as vice president so that on January 20th, he could become the acting president. Troopers replied in the morning that he had mentioned the Pence angle to Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin to take his temperature and praise the emails an excellent summary. Of the end game. Yes, let's replace Nancy Pelosi with Mike Pence. So on January 20th, we drag this thing out for two weeks. Mike Pence, Mike Pence can become the acting president. And clarify that point, Tom, and then presented to U.S. Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin to take his pulse on this idea. Yes. So Ron was an early conspirator. Ron would have heard this illegal conspiracy, this criminal conspiracy put forth. He was not just in it for a second or a minute. He was in it for weeks, Tom. Prior for knowledge of what it was that they hoped to accomplish. So this would seem a little damning of U.S. Senator Ron Johnson as well. One might call it implicating. Uh, they go on to say that Troopas, of course, the former Wisconsin judge, if you don't know, that's who Jim Troopas is, who initially brought Cheeseboro into the Trump legal effort maintained a direct line to senior uh, Trump White House officials and a direct line to 
the aforementioned Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson. So it was an ongoing criminal conspiracy with Ron Johnson. It was not a minute, a second. It was much, much longer than that. Interesting reporting. 844-967-2789. Let's squeeze on a caller here before we run out of time. Mike from Cedarburg. You're up, Mike. Welcome. What do you got for us? Hey, Mike. Yes. This person I called while I was in Ukraine is not a student of history, I take it. Uh, 1938, after Czechoslovakia, we, I have no more claims in Europe. That went well. And then in 1940, when FDR signed the Little Lease Act, good thing he did. It would probably all be speaking German today. That's why I would call the GOP the government of Putin. Yeah, Mike, <laughs> it, it seems odd to me that some would take such issue with a sovereign nation trying to defend its people from a literal armed invasion. Why would we stand with them? That's a regional conflict, failed Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis said. But that seems to be the sentiment of that party. You know, if Putin does it, it must be right. Folks, we are the devil's advocates. You know, Joe Biden, the real president, he spoke today. Going to talk about that. A lot to talk about. A happier, happy hour, a Take It Back Tuesday edition. You're listening to what some call the greatest radio show ever. We just happen to agree with them. I, 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 I virtually, you can't, I mean, my involve, you know, my, my lack of involvement was seconds worth of texting. 